This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Alex Pearson, you are listening to 640 Toronto and certainly... Safety is one of the big mayoral uh, election topics. And a lot of the solutions that they're putting on the table now, you know, again, years away from actually getting implemented or becoming available. You know, all this affordable housing. You know how long that's going to take to build? They haven't built the last batch. So, I mean, it's great, but it's not going to be built for a long time. We need solutions now. And we're not getting those. And we're not, you know, we might not be getting the daily headlines of violence right now on transit, but that doesn't mean it's actually gone away. It's just moved outside and been able to spread out with the warmer weather. But as my next guest penned in an editorial in the Star, those running for the top job are not using all the ideas already available to them. And if you don't actually solve the big issues, none of this goes away. Anne-Marie Aikens was chief spokesperson, head of media and public relations at Metrolinx, a regional transit agency, for 11 years. And now she's free from the headaches that probably woke her up every day. Good morning, Anne-Marie. Good to have you. Oh, good morning, Alex. It's really good to talk to you. Lovely to talk to you. And I bet your job is much easier these days than uh, than it uh, would be. Um, let's talk a little bit about what you've written about. And you come at it. You've got some uh, a lot of experience, obviously, in the transit game. Um, but you talk about the ideas uh, being laid out. And my big frustration has been you get the talking points and they're all the same, uh, but all those solutions are years away. And I keep asking, when's it going to get done? Like, what are you going to do now? Uh, which is what we need are solutions. And they're just not putting them out. Yeah, I think that's what's frustrating me, too. What I'm hearing is, and rightly so, they need to address the big issues, the homelessness, the uh, um, the addiction crisis, the mental health crisis, all those crises. But they're, those are the big issues. And, and let's say magically we, we solve those today. I don't think the perception of safety on the TTC, which is, re- is as important as the reality of, uh, of you know, how safe uh, transit is, is just as important. If you don't feel safe, going someplace, whether it's, you know, going into a mall that you're not feeling safe in or going to a transit system, you're not going to take it. And that will mean a death spiral for, for our transit system. And, and it it means too much to me as a Mm -hmm. Torontonian to, to let that happen. So there are things that we could do today that don't cost billions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, look, most of the downtown is shut down because of construction. And if ever there were a time when people should be able to jump on transit, it is now. But a lot of people are not because of the fact that they just don't feel safe. And so what is on the table immediately that could be done that isn't being done? Well, I think one of the things, it doesn't mean they don't cost anything either, but you have to look at the priorities for it. I think we went through many years and it wasn't uh, just, it was prior to the pandemic. We looked at automation, the Presto card, the, uh, you know, being able to pay with your phone, those kinds of things as being an alternative to having staff on site in stations. And I believe that's a mistake. 
your staff are the heart of the system. They're, they, they're more eyes on the system. There are people there to, uh, that you can go to to help. It's nothing more frustrating as a transit rider to get to a place, your card doesn't work or you can't get in, you don't know this exit's blocked off and I don't, I don't have anybody to talk to. It's really quite frustrating. And, and the 1-800 number is for, yeah. does, I don't care what you're calling for a 1-800 number, you're going to wait and you're perhaps not going to get the on-ground immediate solution. So that turns people off of transit. And, and so we, can, we have to keep our people in the stations, on the trains, on the buses, all, you know, available to us. Uh, as transit riders so that we feel reassured we can ask questions and that sort of thing so your people those are the center of 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 it i don't believe having police on site uh, is going to make a a difference because they can't be everywhere all the time and uh, they don't know the system as well as the current staff already know it so i think keep your people keep your people then basically like Sorry, go ahead. Well, uh, well, I was just going to say it's a small thing, but at at night when you're getting off, maybe Rosedale, maybe Summerhill, maybe whatever your transit stop is, when there's no one in that booth and you're alone, it's not a small thing because just knowing that there's a body there that can run out and do something, uh, I think would go a long way. But that is something they got rid of years and years ago. But the feeling that there's no one even there when you get there, so you have nowhere to go, uh, that 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 I think was a short uh, short. uh, Short-term yeah. yeah. thinking. So we need our staff the state staff uh, on site. You need to be able to see them. That's as a reassurance. It's also a deterrent when there are more eyes uh, available. You know, we learned that in Regent Park. They they thought isolating uh, that, that affordable housing would uh, be a good thing, and it wasn't. Uh, uh, eyes on the street is, is really important. So so there's, so there's that. The security cameras, they're not only good for... Um, uh, your investigative purposes, but they're in a t- deterrent. And I, I, I'm in favor of pointing them out. Don't hide them. Uh, if people know they're on camera and that there are security cameras everywhere, um, again, it's a deterrent. So, and it's a, it's a feeling of reassurance and as investigative tool, all of those kinds of things. Uh, lights, lights, yeah. lights, lights. When a light burns out, I think we, if we have an automated system that can be uh, notify us when lights are out, that it's amazing. Like I, if, if there's a park that I can access in the evening, but if it's not well lit, I won't go there. So it's, it's yeah. uh, lights are make you feel safe. Cause you can see there's nothing scarier than the dark, a good fresh coat of paint. Always like if you're if the place looks fresh and clean and and uh, the washrooms are, are working and they're open, the doors all work. So kind of, uh, you know, the nuts and bolts of the system, those are the kinds of things that we can't neglect. Again, it costs some money um, and time. But I think if we, you know, we're just as committed to the maintenance and the operating uh, for transit as we were in cutting ribbons and then shovels in the ground, all those kind of big projects, which are also necessary, but we got lots of that underway. Um, I would I would really go to a, a, a ribbon cutting for saying, I'm going to cut you a check for a couple of million just to operate your transit system. And we have to yeah. figure that out yeah. before new transit becomes available because the TT is going to be operating 
some of that transit. And it's just going to add to the burden of their operating budget. So we really have to figure that out. Well, there's so much we have to figure out that I'm worried it's not actually going to get figured out. I think we need some authenticity. I would really like managed expectations. Don't overpromise because you're going to underdeliver. But at this point, I think people just just give us the facts. Just give us the mm-hmm. facts, you know, and then we can decide. But again, and you also point out the feds and province have to be part of the plan. But there's no guarantee in that, Anne-Marie. Like, there's just no guarantee that you can say they're going to pick up the costs for this because they've made clear that Toronto's uh, not uh, they're not going to pay for a lot of stuff here. No, it's, there's no guarantees with that, but I think that has to be, we have to have a mayor that's going to be willing to fight for that, for all three levels of government to get pay their fair share for transit. Toronto is the largest city in, in uh, Canada, one of the largest in North America, and we are the centre, as much as people resent it, we are the centre of a, a, a lot of uh, business and, um, and uh, all kinds of things. So it's important to, uh, to fund that. And it's going to be critical that we have a good operating system that people aren't yeah. afraid to use while all of this construction is underway. It's going to be a critical uh, mm-hmm. thing or we're just going to be paralyzed uh, in many ways. Not to mention the business won't come back in that core if transit's not safe because it's a major, major part of bringing people back downtown. So that is a, a crucial part of uh, reviving after the pandemic. Nonetheless, uh, Amory, I very much appreciate your insight into this and uh We'll see who can actually um, give the deliverables and back that up. Appreciate it. Well, it was great talking to you. That is Amory Akins, who uh, penned this editorial in uh, the Toronto Star. But again, all the solutions we're hearing so far are years in the making when we need them now. And there are some interesting ideas that you could do right now and that wouldn't necessarily cost all that much, but would make some changes.